Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one, me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. listeners to this show um in case you didn't realize this is the bullshit among creative show uh it's where i record conversations between me and other creative professionals uh mostly just to entertain myself but i'm a nice enough guy to uh, make them available for others to listen to as well For everyone uh, asking about where are the ladies, well, here you go. We've got uh, we've got one now. Um, although the I guess the beginning conversation might seem a little confused, but yes, indeed, Naveen is a lady. Uh, this is Naveen Hagab. Uh, we sort of worked together at Bailey Larman. Not really. I think it was more just two ships passing in the night on um, one on a riding mower and the other one um, astride Dennis Haysbert's broad shoulders. Anyway, Naveen is a freelance creative slash senior copywriter. And uh, we talk a little bit about her history and what it's been like working as a woman in advertising. So join us in our booth at the back as we share our drinks and our stories. You like that? No, I like it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a lightweight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Oh, you're Sorry, smashed already. There yeah. You go. Don't worry, I carb loaded yeah, before I came here. So the oh, next one you okay. got to just uh, enjoy with an eyedropper. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How have you been? Good. Uh, I've been good. Busy. Mm-hmm. Now we're officially finally working together. And we're not working. That's together. That's what I was going to say. And yet, not really working together. <laughs> and we've never we've been in one meeting together. Mm-hmm. So it's like Bailey, when we were on the same account, but we never worked together. I don't think... Were we on the same account? Weren't you on Allstate? Yeah. Everyone You were on, on Allstate? Yeah. You were on... I was on Allstate. You came in on Xmark. Yes, with Randall. Right, right. I remember when they were giving you guys the tour, I was in there, and I was pissed off and angry. Because it was late, and like everybody was in there kind of touring around, I was still at work, you know, and I'm, I was an angry person back then. I remember, yeah. <laughs> Not so much anymore. That's how I like to think of you. Hmm. Yeah. At my best. <laughs> so, I can't help but notice there's a difference between us, which would be... Um, my penis is bigger. <laughs> is it that obvious? Not that. Is it that obvious? The fact that we can tell, and we're all fully clothed, I think, is, makes it that obvious. It's that much more shameful I, in my you regard. Know, I, it, I can't help it. Mm. You know, it's just, you know, it's who I am. Well, see, I wouldn't know because, you know, being of such small stature, I never have the, you know, upper hand in any, any sort of locker room setting. So, yeah. I'm, all right. Is it. I'm male and or you're female. Wait, wait. What's going on? How much was in that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I can drink anymore. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I was gonna, yeah, mention that you were female. Just like, uh, you know, welcome our first uh, lady here. I know. First lady like, of the old bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I'm breaking that glass ceiling. It's true. How's it been uh, as a woman in advertising? That's a good question because I don't think there are very many women creatives. Okay. In advertising. I think there are a lot of women in advertising, but they're usually in media or account. Mm -hmm. um, but there aren't very um, many female creatives, and certainly not creatives who are creative directors or, or high up in agencies. Yeah. So um, it's it's been fun. Um, I think you just have to... You have to work your way up, I feel like. But I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, you guys have it so easy, you know? Um, but the fact You're the, the one matter with the is, bigger dick, so... <laughs> I know, right? I could I feel like we're even out then in that regard. <laughs> I'm a white male, uh, you know, I get pretty much everything I want, and you're a, an Egyptian woman with a bigger penis than me. That's why you're a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I think people... Not people, but clients have to believe in you mm -hmm. as a female. If you're in client meetings and you're standing up there and you have a male creative director and a male partner and you have a male client and it's a male product like Xmark, um, your credibility isn't all that great until you prove yourself. So... Um, you feel like you're starting at a disadvantage then on something like that? Sometimes because, you know, working on most. The interesting thing is throughout my career I've worked on fairly male-dominated products. Right. So I've, I've worked on logging equipment, and I've worked on professional-grade mowers, and even Allstate seemed to have that um, dominant male tone to it. It's the voice. It's, yeah. It's, it's, well, yeah, it's Dennis, it's Dennis Haysbert, <laughs> yeah. But or was that just the assumption that men are the ones making that purchase, or decision-makers in that regard? or It probably. Not me. I'm like, I don't... I don't even care. I don't care what kind of car I buy huh. um, or we get or if there's a scratch on it or anything. And my husband's always like, this car needs to be perfect. And I've done all of this research, but that's going off on a tangent though. Um, How is Chris? He's good. He's good. We were just on the phone. Uh, he's in Boston. Hey, you just came back from Boston. Oh, really? And then Peter Worth was there last week. Mm -hmm. A lot of business happening in Boston. He's science business. Uh, a lot of science business, do, apparently. Do scientists drink? Yeah, he he was uh, hungover this morning. <laughs> okay, good. Like, seriously? Yeah. What <laughs> does uh, what does an entomologist typically like to drink? Um, he's he's no longer an entomologist. Really? He's, yeah. I thought once you were an entomologist, you were always an entomologist. Like insects. Like gave up on him before he gave up on them, or what? <laughs> well, he's it's not out. you, it's me. Yeah. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not long, I'm no longer into bugs. <laughs> he he sold out to the man. He's working in biotech, right? So he kind of gave up the research. You know, he put it aside and gave up his research, and now he's working in biotech. And hmm. um, it sounds like a really elaborate ruse for, <laughs> for someone having affairs. It, or, or, <laughs> yeah, or just so he doesn't have to take care of the kids. Well, right? yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, I totally have business in Boston. Oh my god, he's like at the Holiday so, Inn downtown. I'm so hungover. <laughs> yeah, we're at the tavern on the square. I mean, the tavern in. There's a square here, or Harvard Square. Harvard something. Yeah, yeah. I, I swear I saw Matt Damon. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's oh, what it was. Oh, gotta go business. <laughs> Science business. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so what's your what's your story? We met uh, at Bailey, but obviously you had some, uh, you know, some time before that. Yes. Yeah. Um, One so of my favorite clients that you always bring up. So, but Bojangles. Yeah. Mr. Bojangles. Mm -hmm. um, so I worked in North Carolina as a copywriter, but uh, so I grew up in New York, um, and I worked at an ad agency there, which has changed names like a million times. Right. Uh, and then I decided I wanted to be... What you work on in New York? Well, I worked on anything that... I was a, a creative assistant. Right. So I was a lackey. And I would... I got to know all of the creatives and I decided that I wanted to be a creative. And I would just troll the halls for any... Like, listening to the sound of groans. And I'd go in and be like, oh, you don't want to work on lactate? Can I work on it? There and they'd go. be like, yeah. <laughs> So I started. Do my work. Yeah, exactly. Lactate. Hmm. Um, it was there was a soup thing that I worked on. It was like so sexy. Like the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I went and, and talked to the to the recruiter at Lintas at, at the time. It was Lintas, um, and she was like, "Oh, well, I need to see I need to see a portfolio." And she'd known me for a few years, and, and I'm like, well, I don't have a portfolio. I have this work that I did here. She's like, let me show you what a portfolio looks like. She was such a bitch. Right. So she takes out um, these student portfolios that look professional. They were right. amazing. And that was at the, the ad schools were just starting out. Right. There were two ad schools at that, at that point. There was one in Miami, and there was one in Atlanta, the Creative Circus. So I, she's one. like, "You, you'd have to get a portfolio, get one like this, and then we'll talk." And I remember being on the subway that night. And I'm like, "Should I go? Should I not go? What am I gonna do? Do I just keep doing what I'm doing?" And then I decided to go to the Creative Circus, and that's how everything started. Um, and then I. Tried to find work in San Francisco, and that was at the height of the dot-com, and yeah. all my friends were getting hired out there. And I was pounding the pavement and, and couch surfing, and I couldn't find anything. And I'm like, what the fuck? So this small agency in North Carolina called me, and it was a boutique shop back in the day when there were boutique shops. And they were all over CA, and I'd interviewed with them, so they gave me a job, and I'm like, all right, I'll come. I go to North Carolina, and then the dot-com bust happens, and all of my friends are laid off. Yeah, you're like, see you later, suck. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't take your call yeah, right now. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I felt, security. Yeah, I felt so bad for them. But anyway, I started my career at uh, Weston Vaughn. So a couple of years there, it was, it was a great experience, and then I went to Charlotte, an agency in Charlotte, spent a couple of years there. And that was a great experience because I had a fantastic creative director, Alain Cheval. I'll never forget him. That's um, a fantastic that's a, that's name. A baller creative director. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's British. Uh, yeah. Um, and he was from um, the Martin Agency. And I don't know how they wooed him hmm. to go to Charlotte, but they wooed him. And he was just so good. Um, so I learned a lot from him. And mm -hmm. then I got the job at Bailey. Yeah, and I was going to be here for a year. Chris and I were like, yeah, yeah, a year, and then we'd head out to the West Coast, and it's been 12 years. Yeah, well, something happened. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
It turned out to be a really good gig. That's what it was. It turned into... Yes, it's a, you've made so many new friends out here. I That's did it. make a lot of friends. There you go. I did, and it, my liver suffered for it, mm-hmm. and like I did make a lot of new friends. And and the thing is, um, you know, the the big agencies and big cities have this mentality that you can't do great work unless you are in New York or San Francisco mm-hmm. or Chicago or any of those. Even Chicago, like they look down on Chicago. At least when when I was going to school in New York or and working in New York and then at the Creative Circus, no one wanted to go to Chicago. It was either New York or San Francisco, and that was it. Or L.A. Right. Um, well, and then, like, Minneapolis exploded as this wild advertising hub. and then Yeah, Carmichael Lynch and, and all of those agencies. But there weren't too many of them. In bigger cities, there were a lot of agencies where you can jump around. And they all had... Because Wyden opened up an office there, and, you know, and Wyden people would leave, and they open up their own agencies, so there was a lot of, of room for movement. And then everyone with a chip on their shoulder, and, you know, I come here, and I was like, okay, a year, because, you know, I don't want to end up sucking, and then I'm going to move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I find that the people here are so incredibly creative and talented and hardly any egos, hardly. Well, then, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah, it's an industry that, I don't know. I think it uh, attracts egos as well. But, right. Yeah. Not as bad as other places. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially around here that there are a lot of people that I know and come in contact with that feel pretty pretty authentic. Yeah. And I don't feel like there's too many people that are you know, too egocentric. or. I mean, they're there, but... We could certainly name a few, but yeah. we're yeah. not going to do okay. that right No, now. no, that's not typically what we do on the show. <laughs> After three months. After three yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, those usually oh, edits. I gotta, <laughs> that's usually Ryan Holt is this kind of... I do a really... It saves my career. Yeah, that's really <laughs> mostly all I'm doing here is keeping him afloat over there. So, But uh, no, it, I, I agree. I know coming out of college, that was something that surprised me just researching as far as where I'd go next. Because um, I moved down to Kansas and... And they had a big market like Wichita or Kansas City or something. But the agencies weren't as good as the creative anyway. It wasn't as good as what was coming out of Lincoln. Mm -hmm. So I ended up coming back up here. I just, yeah, there was a lot of good stuff coming out of here. It's got, I don't know what kind of reputation it's got, but it's certainly, from my research, is, is cranking out a lot of good stuff. So I don't know what kind of reputation it has now. And I don't actually know what... The hot agencies are at this point, like Droga Five, maybe. You know, that's my favorite. But, but I'm not an outsider anymore, so right. I can't judge it. I'm in the thick of it, and I love it. Well, and and at some point in time, I think clients started looking at budgets and money. It wasn't like free money, and you know, let's go on these shoots and get the hookers, and you know, they did that and everything. Yeah. Oh man. Um, they were they were scaling back and then On they the were looking at the coke. You have to scale back somewhere. Yeah. You have to start somewhere. <laughs> and then they moved to crack. They, they got <laughs> some less attractive they, they ladies. Found, they found hookers that would bring meth. Right. Yeah. That was the way to get them. The yeah. dirty hookers. Yeah. Okay. So so they started actually looking at line by line items and that giant overhead that these large agencies have just weren't as attractive anymore. 
and, yeah. and even bigger agencies, remember when we were working on Allstate? I think mm-hmm. you were gone by then, but also yeah, yeah well, I'm sure were, it you, seems like you were, you were gone. You were like you checked, you checked out, out way exactly. Before, yeah. <laughs> you were still there. But yeah. yeah, yeah, you were like Ugh, mm-hmm. nobody. Oh, Peter, nobody. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Don't make eye contact. The bigger agencies would just figure out where the money is and then put the junior team on on the accounts just so they can make more money and then they don't have Better to worry about this. it and it's self-sustaining. So you know, clients were like. I don't want that anymore. Right. I want I want people who are actually responsible and can meet deadlines and Well, know. and it's kind of what we were talking about before, service industry. Um, everybody wants to make wants to feel like you're taking care of them and that you're important. Everybody wants to feel like they're the best. So I wanna you know, I wanna be number one. I want your best team on this. Mm-hmm. Even though, as we know, the reality of it is you're not worth that much money. Right. We're wasting resources putting time towards that but nobody wants to hear that so right well and on the flip side of that is the client they have to look good to their bosses so they're expecting a certain amount a certain caliber of work and making them look good right you know so they have a lot of stuff going on on their end and they're looking to us and and they want us to be their partner sometimes they just want us to be their vendor you know and do a really good job um just so they could look good. Right, right. So, and try not to get fired. Hmm. <laughs> I try to get fired, David. Uh, well, really? See, now this is, <laughs> so. again, it's, it's just more stuff that I'm going to have to So you work at Swanson. <laughs> yeah, Swanson. Dear Swanson, fire him. <laughs> You're Someone over welcome. there just made <laughs> Yep. <laughs> see, if someone's actually listening over there, you might, you might have an issue. So I'll ask you a question. Um, who has been your favorite client and why? Yes, I ask the questions here. I have, I'm, I'm used to the one. Ask, I'm, I'm used to being the one asking the questions. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, favorite client? Um, a school out in Burbank where we got to do a lot of creative things. Um, they were in competition with schools like SciArt because they had um, uh, architecture program and then they had a graphic design program animation program and so they really needed to stand out because most students weren't considering them for school and uh, so we did a lot of just really big oversized print material which was a lot of fun so something would show up and it's just huge uh, thing that would we'd either we do like a day in the life so we'd follow a student around for an entire day so their days would start because they commuted into the city or something so it'd be four o'clock in the morning so we show up at their house and we're following them around taking photos all day just taking notes and asking questions and then we kind of figure out their story and then we make a big uh, spread that would either be illustrated or photography or something so this huge oversized spread of all this stuff and then uh just think of real creative ways to do that and then we built a web component that they didn't actually use but it was fun because back then it was prettier it was like 2000 so there wasn't like a lot going on on the web but we were doing things like building games and a lot of stuff that was a lot of fun with that so i liked that one a lot they they let us do a lot and that was good too as far as learning how to talk with a client because we present a lot of stuff and it was huge oversized just crazy expensive as far as production mm-hmm. and so we present that and the client would just sit there in his office and just really quiet just staring at it in just this <laughs> awkward silence you know but that was him spending time with that 
and just absorbing what that is. And he didn't want us to fill in the space. It was like, let me let me try to walk you through this a little bit more. You know, it's just like, wait. So you just sit there and wait. He's absorbing everything. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I don't like this, but the students will like this. So, you know, he was smart enough to realize that he's not the audience that the students were. Um, so that was good. Mm-hmm. That was a fun client. And Ed got chastised for sleeping on their couch. My boss got drunk and yelled fondue out the window. Wow. Those those were all just... <laughs> that, was, that was one day? It, well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it was all a blur. It was all a blur. No, but that was good I, because they let us do really good work, allowed us to do that. And um, it was cool because we were on campus so much, you could see it was... It's fun when you see how uh, the work you're doing impacts people's perception of themselves on campus. And when they would see something and students would see that and say, wow, I never really thought of us that way. And kind of like, yeah, you know, we are this cool, you know, because as an outsider, you're coming in, you're like, hey, you guys have all this great stuff. Uh, let's promote that. Let's, let's reframe this. Let's put it out there. Because mm-hmm. I know they always felt like, secondary to some of the other programs out there but it's like no you guys have good stuff so i don't know it's fun to be around and see people get excited about it too oh that's awesome so what about what about you what was your favorite thing i think it was bojangles bojangles all right hold on hold on we need a (laughs) refill here are you still working on the same one yeah all right all right well ryan and i need another (laughs) one here and then we'll pick up with bojangles okay okay Naveen. I'm really glad that I got her on the show, mostly because everyone's been really nice to me and uh, she wouldn't hold back. She'd give me some shit, so that was uh, that was good. It was good chatting with Naveen, catching up a little bit. Got some good stories coming up about Bojangles. I'm a big fan. And what can I say, man? One trip to the South and uh, they won me over. And everyone that's into Chick-fil-A, man, you got no idea. Hey, if you liked uh, what Naveen had to say, and she's a pretty entertaining person to engage with, you can follow her on Instagram uh, at NaveenBFE. I don't really know what the BFE is. I guess I could have checked with her. I can only assume it stands for Big Fucking Egyptian or something. like the show subscribe on itunes that way you'll always be up on every show and uh you know drop a rating in there sure why not you can also interact with the show on twitter at bastard martini or you can pop on over to the website to see show notes or recipes and that's uh old bastard martini in the meantime have another martini i know i will mm-hmm.